0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Quick Looks from the Long View. Uh, This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2017. And uh, Lloyd and I are actually doing what I am going to uh, coin a new phrase, which is called car casting. Car casting! Car casting! We are... (laughs) We are... Uh, I forgot about my daughter's piano lesson, and, uh, Lloyd came over to, um, do a recording with me about some, uh, new games that, uh, we, uh, have been playing, and, um, I'm like, well, the piano lesson's for an hour, so why don't we just bring the laptop, uh, and the microphone, and uh, we'll record in the car while uh, Olivia's in her lesson. So, uh, we are car casting. So,
1: there could be some good pictures on Twitter later.
0: There could be. There could be. <laughs> Especially of of Lloyd looking either constipated or slightly nervous. Uh, you got the microphone set up in the center sort of the center console of the uh, car. It's, a, it's it's quite a it's quite a spectacle here. So, uh, anyway. It's cozy. Um, it is. It's very cozy. So, um yeah, yeah. A brave New World. Brave New World. So, Lloyd, can you say uh, hello today as a, um, let's see, somebody else who uh, engages in exploring Brave New Worlds. How about, uh, can you give me like a Captain Kirk? Can you say hello as Captain Kirk? Spock, we have to say hello to
1: everyone today.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'll take that. I'll You'll take,
1: take that. that. It's not, it's, I'm not, I'm not really I'm, good at the Shatner. Gotta
0: tell you, yeah. I got to tell you, it's not really the best Shatner I've heard, but you know, I, I you, you did get the start stop kind of, you know, over exaggeration, uh, good. So, you know, that's all right. So, Anyway, nice to see you, Lloyd, and uh, sitting here drinking some Dunkin' Donuts that he brought over for us. Uh, not donuts, rather, but uh, some nice coffees. Um, we're going to have coffee. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about games. You know, no big whoop. Yeah, um, have a little so, coffee. <laughs> a little coffee. We'll talk. Uh, so today, uh, Lloyd and I are going to be covering a couple of new titles uh, published by Capstone Games. Um, this is Hospital Connect and Lake Number. <laughs> So the first game we're going to talk about is Hospital Connect. Uh, We're going to talk about this one uh, first because there's been quite a lot of uh, people talking about Lignum recently. And so I thought I'd give this one, which is actually, I think, a little bit older of a game, a little bit of love. Uh, This game was originally, uh, I think, published by Quinted. Um, The uh, um, designer of this game is Thomas Spitzer. And this is um, the same gentleman, I believe, who published kind of this cold trilogy kind of... uh, a series of games that all had to do about uh, coal mining in Germany. And so uh, this is kind of, I think, definitely the most accessible um, of the others. Um, uh, And it's one that is kind of probably going to feel very familiar to a lot of Euro gamers. Um, And it's a very interesting game. So the theme here is that you are a farmer living in Germany. And you have discovered uh, that there's some coal on your land, and so uh, to sort of supplement, I guess your your normal uh, living, you start uh, doing a little digging. You start digging mm-hmm. a little uh, uh, digging and uh, uh, making a little pit um, in your on your land there, and uh, digging out some coal and uh, taking that coal and selling the coal uh, for victory points, as all good farmers do. Exactly. <laughs> and then um, eventually, uh, you know, you discover, hey, you know, there's there's more of this good stuff even deeper underground. So you sink a shaft, and then you go and you start really digging in earnest and and, uh, hiring some more people uh, to come and try to extract the most coal that you can from the ground. Um, Make the best use of all of your workers, and basically, uh, you know, at the end of the game, whoever has the most victory points wins. Um, The major source of victory points during the game, I would say, is going to come from your coal. Um, the coal that you sell, uh, basically, uh, you get nothing. I think, what is it for one and two, uh, three coal gets you two, Two, four four coal coal gets gets you three three. and then five coal and and beyond gets you an additional victory point. So if you can manage to extract a a big chunk of coal, um, you know, six or seven cubes of coal in a single uh, round of the game, then uh, you're going to score some decent points. Now the game goes over three rounds or three years and you have a spring, summer, fall, uh, and uh, not really a winter phase so much as a sort of an administration phase. So, winter is just kind of when you tie up all the loose ends, sell your coal for victory points, and uh, pay, your uh, landlord. pay your landlord. You gotta pay the landlord because uh, he's got to get paid. Rent's doom! mother. Anyway, um.
1: kill my landlord. <laughs> kill my
0: landlord. That's C
1: I L L my <laughs> landlord. Is <Landlord.
0: laughs> that Eddie Murphy? Yes, it was. Right, right. Yeah, I was. I was referencing *Coming to America* when the guy falls down the. And the landlord's like, Reds do! You know, don't be pulling that falling down the stairs. Um, anyway, we kind of got off the point. So, yeah, yeah you got to pay your landlord, um, and then you're uh, going to be able to store one thing, which is a little bizarre. I don't know why you can only store one thing in your house. Um, yeah. And if it's wood, well, you know, then you get a victory point for that. Um, not really sure about that either. But anyway, um, and then you move on to the next year. You're going to do that three times, and whoever has the most points wins. Um, What really drives this game, though, is uh, not just the sort of coal mining and and, uh, the, the various subsystems there. You have your farmer, you have your assistant... You have a, a coal digger, um, and then later on you will hire kind of a coal miner. Once you sink the, the mine shaft, and then you'll you'll hire the hospital connect. This is the guy that actually um, is going to help you remove water from your mine, and he's also going to uh, be raising uh, the coal that you dig in the mine up into um, you know and onto your farm. So uh, what you're going to be doing is um, you're going to be trying to accomplish all those things. But in the meantime, you are also going to be um, kind of improving your skills, right? You're going to have the opportunity to get what are called these technologies, right? Uh, technology tiles, And these can also be a source of victory points later in the game as well. Um, but most importantly, what they're going to do is they're, they're usually going to give you some sort of an in-game effect. And this is one of the coolest parts of the game because there's four different types of technologies in the base game. And in the new Capstone Edition, it comes with the expansion, which is the Roar Valley. And that adds a fifth different set of tiles, right? So it's a lot of value in the box there because then you end up getting uh, this other set of tiles. Um, they're all color-coded for you. Um, I wish some of the colors were a little bit different. Um, there's like a kind of a brownish and a yellowish, and they're they're a little kind of the same. But anyway, you have like green and brown and kind of like a yellow or a gold, and then you have like a, a gray, and then eventually you end up with a black, right, in the Roar Valley expansion. And um, everybody can start at the top of this set of technology tiles, and then you can branch off from there, digging your way down, through the different technology tiles as they get more and more powerful, okay? Giving you more and more benefits. Although I would argue that some of the early ones can be extremely powerful and helpful as well. So it's not that they're like, you know, worthless, but they're going to give you some kind of one-shot benefit or something of that nature. And a lot of these tech tiles also have little icons on them, and these icons are going to give you extra victory points, perhaps at the end of the game, depending on the tiles that have come out and whether or not you uh, claim that technology tile. Technology tiles are also worth victory points, um, and they're going to do things for you, like help you remove water from your mine, or they're going to uh, give you an extra worker, or um, they are going to give you, uh, you know, some sort of an ability that to like sell wood. Like you had one that like sold two wood, and that got you like coal and two the, pieces of coal yeah, pieces and a victory
1: point. Yeah, it was yeah. a
0: charcoal kind of a, a burner, right? So he yeah. was turning wood into charcoal. And then what that did for him was that was giving him extra coal every round, which is giving him extra victory points every round, which was awesome. Uh, I had a tech tile um, that uh, I believe was from the Roar uh, expansion um, that was um, where when you remove water from your mine, um, it goes onto this little tile, and then you can once you get to three water that you've removed, you discard it and you get a, a victory point for it. So. That's kind of an example of what some of these tiles will do. Uh, There was another great one. um, It was like this cottage or something where uh, it gives you uh, two sort of, um, uh, two of the kind of currency that you need to buy tech tiles themselves. Uh, The currency to buy the tech tiles are these action discs, right? So it kind of gives you two phantom discs, right? Um which is really helpful because some of these technologies need a lot of discs and you only get five per turn so Maybe five. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you might have, Carter didn't get five all No, there. he didn't, I <laughs> no, made sure of that. <laughs> so anyway there's a lot going on in the game with these technology tiles. And because there's a lot more than you need, there's going to be a lot of variety. There's going to be variety in the tiles that are out, and then there's going to be variety for the paths that you can make based on how the tiles came out and are displayed on the table. So all of these things are uh, really interesting. Um, so overall, uh, the gameplay, I feel, is pretty smooth. Um, what you're going to do is you are going to pull discs of different colors from this bag, And you're gonna put them out on this display. And the display is uh, divided into a number of areas depending on the number of players. So if there's two players, I think there's only two. If there's three, there's three. If there's four, there's four. Um, And there's gonna be six discs on each area. Some of the areas are going to require you to take water into your mine if you um, take discs from those areas. Other, uh, the top one is always free, there's no penalty. Um, And you're going to have, like, kind of drafting. Like, instead of drafting cards, you're drafting discs. Yeah. And so the discs are different colors, and the different colors are going to do different things. So brown is going to get you lumber. Yep. Uh, Black is going to be to mine and remove water from your mine. And then you have yellow, which you can either kind of use as food or you can use as payment for some of your workers Mm -hmm. uh, that will be working in your mine later. And so... Uh, What you're going to do is everybody is going to select a set of disks from one of those areas of display and you take all the disks of one color and you sort of load them up in this little wheelbarrow, okay? And then once everybody's done that, there's a second round of drafting. And if you haven't got five disks already, you will select uh, a different color of disks or perhaps the same color if that's really what you want. And then you're going to plop those in until you have a total of five disks or at least as close to five as you can get, So, once you have those discs, you're then going to assign them to your workers, and assigning them to your workers, they must, uh, each worker can only have one color of discs, except for the farmer. The farmer can have a bunch of different colors because that's sort of the recipe that you need to fill, perhaps, in order to get a technology tile. So... Uh, Once you've assigned your workers and in turn order, you're going to kind of run your actions. You're going to do whatever it is you were going to do, whether it was mining, whether it was um, getting rid of water or getting a technology tile, getting wood, getting food, whatever. Um, When you're done with all of that, um, then you're going to do the next season and you're going to plan again. Uh, The discs will refresh and then after you have uh, planned again, you're going to do your actions again. So you're going to do that for the spring, summer and fall. And then in the winter, you have that sort of administration phase that we already made reference to. So um, there is a lot of input variety in this game, Um, input variety in the tiles. And then there is some variety and randomness in the discs that come out. And, you know, sometimes uh, the discs come out the way you really want them. Uh, Other times, boy, you know, you you really want to mine, but it seems like all the black discs uh, did not come out. And so now you're, you know, like, oh, geez, you know, I hope I get enough gold discs so that I can pay my Hospital Connect to haul the the coal up because I don't have any black discs that, you know, I can mine with with my farmer or his helper. So, uh, you know, it's a very, very interesting kind of a game system because, the discs that you draft dictate what you can do. And so I kind of really do think of it as a drafting game, as odd as that might sound, because instead of drafting cards uh, that are going to give you actions, you are drafting discs, uh, which are going to give you actions. So uh, you have to manage all this and juggle all this until the end of the game, and whoever has the most victory points wins. So um, this is a game that I've played quite a few times, Uh, I've only played it once with someone who did not like it, and that was my wife. She did not care for this game. I do not know why. Um, But uh, everybody else that I've played it with has really enjoyed it. Uh, My son has enjoyed it. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I've played it with some other players in uh, the group of people that I play games with, Jason and Sherry, and they really enjoyed it. Um, I find it to be accessible and yet challenging, Um, I like the sort of rule set. I like the way the game flows. Uh, I like the variety and the challenges that the game, uh, poses. And I think that, uh, they did a great job, Capstone did, in this reprint in bringing the game and then also giving you the expansion. Because the expansion adds quite a bit. And it adds, um, you know, sort of different mining kind of tunnels, um, that require different resources. It it introduces iron into the game, um different kinds of buildings, uh, which are those technology tiles and uh, tools and things of that nature and the technology tiles. So there is a lot of uh, replayability, I would say, in this game because of all of the things that we discussed and the the randomness of the tiles that come out for technology and then also the way the discs come out. So uh, is there some luck in the game? Sure. There's a little bit of luck in the game in the discs that might come out and how they come out. But uh, other than that, I mean, I kind of look at that more as the challenge, you know, like how am I going to make this work for me Uh, more than a, oh boy, I'm really stuck because I didn't get the disc I want, you know, I'm going to pout about it. So I I think it's a a very, very uh, interesting, accessible, uh, challenging, fun game. That's kind of my impressions of it. What about you, Lloyd? What did you think?
1: I really enjoyed this one as well, and it gives you that nice Euro feel, and it does play in about an hour. So it's got a lot of good weight to it, a lot of good choices, a lot of uh, moments where you're going to have to try and maybe pre-plan and roll the dice and and hope that your plan's going to work out in the following round. Like you said, maybe getting the discs that you want. But it still plays pretty quick because there are only three years, Mm -hmm. so you're figuring you've got nine rounds of this game, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And I really I really appreciate the different technologies. Like you said, you had one in the first game that I played with you. <clears throat> you had one where you were using water to get victory points. I had one where I was using lumber to get victory points. Mm-hmm. And I still lost yeah. by four yeah. points that game. Three points, so,
0: I think it was. Yeah, I think it was only three. Three
1: or four. But you know, it was it was all down to that final technology that mm-hmm. you bought, which gave you four points. Which gave me four
0: points for that, and then three and then points, three for, points the bonuses. for the so bonuses. it was a seven yeah. point swing. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I mean, there's a lot of good things happening in this game. One of my favorite parts about this game is the way that your minds work. You've got these cubes to represent your coal that are preset on your board. But you only have access to the coal in as far as your pit or your mine has been dug. So when you get your lumber, you have to use the timbers and you actually have to dig out the next part of your mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's really cool because on your player board, you've got spots where you put that lumber down and those are your beams mm-hmm. to keep your roof, tunnel yeah. from crashing in on you. <laughs> right, right. And it's pretty cool because I don't think there was ever a spot. Now, I had the the tile, like I said, that that let me use the lumber to get free coal. Right. But I don't think there was ever a spot where I was just storing the timber. I could always throw it in my mind. I could always dig deeper, even though I might not be getting the coal yet. Hey, you know, I'm going to plan for that in the future and I'll dig as deep as I can this round. And then maybe next turn. Okay. I've got the, the lovely miner guy that gives me three coal And he can dig out three coal for an action. And I can use him once and get a whole lot of coal. Yeah. So there's a lot of good choices in this game. A lot of cool little things that, yeah, it kind of makes it feel like you're digging out your own mine there. Um, I haven't played yet with the expansion, but I'm looking forward to trying it. Yeah, the expansion
0: extends the uh, game to four rounds. All right. Oh, very nice. Uh, Instead of just the three. And it adds in, of course, all the new tech tiles I was talking about. And it also adds in iron. Um, And there is a, you know, there's spots in your mind where you're going to need that. Um, And so that kind of opens up some new facets and also makes the game a little bit longer, Um, but not like obnoxiously longer. I mean, you're only adding a round. Right. Um, But it does give you more to think about. Right. Because, you you know, there are certain things that you kind of have to do. Um, to be successful in this game like you don't necessarily like i won the game that we played without having dug out all of my coal i still had three coal in the last position or whatever it is in that last position of my mine, and i still managed to win but if you don't dig enough coal you're not going to win because that's where most of your victory points are going to come from unless you go heavy on the technologies right so um it's it's a it's an interesting balancing act right but in the uh roar valley expansion You really do have to kind of uh, juggle more things now because of the requirement for the metal, right? So that's another thing that kind of adds a new wrinkle. And then, of course, it adds that fifth row of technology tiles, uh, which is kind of cool because then, uh, you know, those are worth even more victory points. And it's difficult enough to get down to the last row uh, in the base game. So it's going to be difficult to get down to those black uh, tiles, but uh, they're going to prove to be uh, very fruitful if you can get there. So a lot of value in the box. And I say there's a lot of value in the box, not just because the components are nice or or, or anything like that, which they are. I mean, they're beautiful components. The art is fantastic. The artist is uh, Johannes uh, uh, Sick, uh, S-I-C-H. So it's either Siech or Sick. Um, and it's just beautiful art, very stylized, but very pretty, uh, at least in my mind, especially the technology tiles. They're gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really evocative. Um, but the value in the box that I'm talking about, uh, you know, more over than the components and the art is the replayability of the game. Right. And the fact that the expansion, uh, when, when you get that expansion, it, it just adds so much variety to it. So really, really dig that. Um, I think I misspoke, though, and I said that the expansion comes in the box. I'm thinking of Lignum. Um, so let me back up the truck here. <laughs> the expansion for Lignum comes in the box. The expansion for Hospital Connect comes uh, in its own little box, which is the Roar Valley. So I misspoke on that for the record. So I apologize uh, if anybody. But still, even without the expansion, I mean, I played this game many times before I even cracked the expansion, which to me is always a good sign, right? Because if you're playing the base game and you're not even having to touch the expansion, uh, we talked about this, Lloyd, when we talked about 51st State, right, right. Master Set, right? Yeah. I mean, I still haven't opened the expansions. No, that's a lie. I just got it uh, uh, Origins. I got the Scavengers uh, expansion. So I still haven't opened the two that came in the base box. Right. But I did play with Scavengers because I got it at Origins, right? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, like, to me, that's always a great sign. If you don't need an expansion after the first five, six, seven plays and you're still having fun with the base game, that's a good sign, right? Because then you're, you're thinking, okay, I could play this for a long time uh, before I even you know tap the expansion, and then that opens everything up and makes things uh, fresh and new again as well. So uh, a lot of value in the box. Um, really enjoy the game. So uh, that's uh, our review, and those are our thoughts about Hospital Connect. Uh, by Thomas Spitzer, Um, art is by uh, Johannes uh, Sick, and the publisher is Capstone Games uh, here in the United States and Quintet Games. So the second game we're going to talk about is another one from Capstone Games. This is a game that uh, has gotten a, a pretty decent amount of buzz recently, and that game is called Lignum. Lignum. Lignum is all about, yes, you guessed it, uh, cutting wood and being a lumberjack. Oh, I'm, I'm a, a lumberjack, lumberjack and, and I'm, I'm okay. okay. I sleep all night. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> I cut down trees. No, I, don't really. <laughs> I go to the leather tree. um <laughs> Yeah, Money Python. Gotta love them. Anyway, uh, this is all about uh, being a lumberjack and uh, managing a sawmill, and it's kind of the lumber industry. Uh, you know, once again, we're kind of uh, set in Germany here. Um, and it is uh, a game that is all about kind of um, he- heavy, heavy planning. There is a lot of advanced planning in this game, right? So uh, it is a game where you have to think very far ahead. Um, if you're going to do well in this game. And that's because you are going to be short of everything all the time. Um, So it's kind of like Mm -hmm. what I like to call a poverty game, right? You're always short. You're either short of money, you're short of people, you're short of resources, you're short of tools, you're short of something. So you have to think very far ahead in order to kind of make things happen. And so it's a really challenging game. It's a fun game. Uh, The primary mechanism in the game is kind of that Egesia Style Uh, For people who aren't familiar with Egizia, it's a game where um, Matthias Kramer has used this uh, as well, where this, this idea of you have a worker, and you can move that worker along a path or a track or a rondelle of actions, and wherever you stop, you take that action, you do that thing. Um, You can go ahead as far as you want. There's no rule that says you can't go 15 spaces ahead if you want to. Like You can go as far as you want to go, but you may never go backwards. And so you can't go back. Um, Egizia was a game that used that mechanic um, that feels very similar to this. Um, You know, uh, Matthias Kramer has used that in games like uh, Glenmore and uh, uh, Kraftwagen and and things like that. But those are more Rondell kind of styles. This is more of a path style, which is why I kind of liken it to Egizia. So if you bypass something on the path, you can't go back later and grab it. So, there's a lot of choices there because as you work your way through what they call the forest path, um, you might find a raft, you know? Yeah. You might find a saw <laughs> laying in the woods. You, you could might find, find some food. food. You might find some food, right? Um, you could find. Uh, fodder, You know, you can pick up fodder um, for your draft animals, which can pull carts that you might find along the way. Um, you could find supplies. You could pull them out of the forest, um, you know, to make wood shingles and to Wooden uh, make seat. Uh, wood. Yeah, I call it the toilet seat. It looks like a toilet seat, but it's a shingle. Um, you know, and, and different things to make huts, um, you know, to kind of improve your uh, sawmill and, and uh, your sort of uh, logging operations, right? Um, so there's all of these different things. You can pick up along the path. You can plan work, which is extremely important in this game. Uh, you can, uh, in every game, there's going to be a certain number of cards that are laid out that are going to have sort of long-term plans, uh, long-range goals, things you can do. Like maybe you have one that says, okay, you can sell equipment that you've collected for $2 a piece, and $2 is a lot of money in this game. So if I can sell a bunch of equipment for $2 a piece, and I've collected eight equipment tiles uh, you know, that's $16. I mean, that's huge. Um, so, because at the end of this game, it's whoever has the most money wins. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool. But I, I want to plan for that. So uh, everybody has a set of three discs um, that are pairs. There's ones, a pair of ones, a pair of twos, a pair of threes. And what you do is if you decide to engage in one of these long-term plans, you are going to put a numbered disc out that says, okay, in what season in the future... Because the game operates, once again, by seasons. You have a spring, uh, a summer, a fall, and then a winter phase in this one. And so it's like, okay, how far into the future do I want to plan this action out? When am I going to actually pull the trigger and do this sale of this equipment, right? Uh, This is just one example. So I might say, okay, well, I want a lot of time to accumulate as much equipment as I can, so I'm going to put my three out, which means in three seasons from now, I'm going to have a fire sale, and I'm going to sell all this stuff that I don't need, but that I've collected, right? It's like a big garage sale. Uh, Or you might say, man, I'm going to really need some cash next round. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, um, you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that maybe in just one round. I'm going to do it next round. I need a quick infusion of cash. So you decide when it is you're going to do it. Um, and so there's a lot of variety of cards that give you these different sort of long-range plans. It's called planning deck uh, that you can do, which is really cool. Then there are tasks that you're looking to fulfill. These are basically orders. I don't know why they're called tasks, but they're basically orders. So certain types of wood, certain age, uh, certain ages of wood that have been dried to a certain extent. And so you're basically trying to fill a recipe, and that recipe will then fulfill that order, which will then give you cash, right? So it's it's got all that going on, plus this whole path mechanic as you travel around, and you're trying to accumulate everything that you need. The core of the game, though, has to do with the process of logging and milling. So this is where, um, you know, it, it loses some people. Like my son just did not surprisingly connect with this one. Um, it was just too many steps for him. So the first thing you have to do is you have to mark the area of the forest where you're going to go logging, right? And you have some knowledge, of course, of what's going to be there. There are different grades of lumber. So you have firewood, which is the kind of a natural colored disc. Then you have softwood, which is like a, a, a brown disc. And then you have hardwood, which is a black disc. So you have three different grades of wood and these grades are going to fill up in the forest by a card flip at the end of every, uh, season. And so you kind of mark the area that you want to go. And then you're going to travel down this path. You're going to pick up equipment. You're going to, uh, take on tasks or, you know, order cards. You're going to plan work for the future. You're going to be hiring people. Um, and that's because you need lots of help to do the things that you need to do. So the first thing you got to hire is you got to hire some lumberjacks. Oh, a lumberjack! Okay, see, we're right back to that. Um, You got to hire some lumberjacks. Then you have to hire bearers because apparently the lumberjacks will cut down the trees, but they'll be danged if they're going to move them. They're not
1: going to carry them. I'm not carrying them. Nope,
0: nope, nope. That's somebody else's job. (laughs) (laughs) It's not in the contract. (laughs) This is it's a union wood cutting operation. So yeah, so the 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 lumberjacks will cut them, but then you have to hire bearers. Who will take the lumber from your wood pile to your sawmill? And then you have to hire sawyers, okay, who will then use the saws that you hopefully found in the forest or that you bought, bought at a marketplace. Yeah. At the end, uh, towards the end of the uh, forest path, there's a marketplace where you can buy stuff. And then they'll saw it into timbers, and then those timbers you can either save for firewood for later, or you can put them out for sale immediately to get yourself money, which you always need, or you can put them to dry, all right? And then they'll dry over successive seasons and get more and more valuable, right? And then also help you um, uh, fulfill those order cards, um, you know, those uh, task cards. So um, it's this multi-step process, and then to make it even more interesting... Um, you can also transport your wood uh, via raft. So if you pick up raft tokens for every raft token you discard, you're going to be able to move wood. Um, you can also uh, transport by wagon. So if you got that fodder, that food for your draft animals, you can transport uh, three uh, pieces of wood that the, uh, uh, the lumberjacks cut. And then you can uh, have it pulled in a cart. But the cart only lasts for one trip. And yep. then it like blows up or something. It's Apparently. Like, it's like the Mission Impossible cart. This cart will <laughs> self-destruct in three. Two. <laughs> (laughs) Boom! boom. (laughs) So everything is one use, which is the one thing that Carter really had a hard time wrapping his head around. Like, he didn't understand why the wagon was only good for one use, but the food was good for two. So because when you get fodder, the first time you use your fodder, you can transport up to three uh, pieces of wood, three discs of wood to your sawmill. The second time, you can transport two. And mm-hmm. then the food's gone. And then I mean, you have not. to get more food, yeah. right? Carter's like, so the food stays good, but the wagon is toast. Like, <laughs> like well, the wood's heavy. You know, I, I'm trying to like justify it to him. There are some weird sort of rules like that. There, there are some strange things. Like yeah. you know, to transport wood, you can transport them by raft, but you need one raft for each disc of wood that you transport, but you only need one bearer. But then there's a, uh, a planned work card that will say, not only do you not need a bearer, but you don't need the, raft. uh, the rafts. So you're just floating the floating logs down the river, down, I guess, um, You know, which could lead to a log jam. You know, I, I have no idea. So there's, there's some areas that are kind of a little wonky, I'd say, in this one. This one doesn't feel as smooth as Hospital Connect. But it's extremely challenging, right? Because mm-hmm. trying to juggle the workforce – trying to juggle um, the supplies that you're going to need and you need to get them over and over and over trying to build the huts because what the huts do is once you gain the materials that you need to build the hut you basically then turn those materials into um, sort of bonus actions Mm -hmm. that you can then use later in the game and that could be An extra worker of your choice, or it could be uh, take food from an area in the forest that no one has claimed. Or an advanced drying. Or advanced drying, yeah. Like you get to move your your wood down a level in drying, so you kind of get two movements uh, at the end of a year instead of one. So there's there's all these benefits that you can try to juggle there. Um, There's just so many things to think about, and then you're trying to make your long-range plans work. And then just to make it more fun. The game is played over two years, so you have spring, summer, fall, winter, um, and then you have to feed, yep. and you have to heat in the winter. So you yep. have to have enough wood to heat your home, and you have to have enough food to eat. Otherwise, you have problems, right? Um, and so one of the other challenging aspects of the game is trying to balance what you need versus what you're looking to sell, Um, you know, and, and that's a whole nother thing that you have to consider. So there's a ton of interesting stuff in this game, um, that makes it very replayable, very challenging. Um, again, you know, this is replayable because all of those parts of the forest path are randomly filled up with these tokens, uh, that have a set distribution, but they're randomly kind of flipped up. And so making that decision, do I jump ahead? Do I lag behind? If I lag behind, I can gather more stuff... But then I might miss the opportunity to hire an extra sawyer, or I might miss the opportunity to grab that food that I really need, or man, I don't have any money and it doesn't do me any good to have the sawyers who don't have saws. I can't tell you the number of times I've had that happen to me. (laughs) It's like, I got two sawyers. Awesome. I only have one saw and I have no money. I can't buy any at the market. So I wasted that dollar. And a dollar in this game is big. It really is. Like, you know, a dollar is what you need for taking on a task. A dollar is what you need to uh do planned work if uh or get your fodder or oh my goodness like so lignum so much to think about so much to do a little bit uh wonky sometimes with the the logic of some of the systems in the game like i said the exploding carts and things like that (laughs) um you know why saws are only good to use once you know, I mean, I understand maybe they get dull, but I mean, wouldn't you have somebody who sharpened them? Isn't that what the sawyer should do? Isn't that his job? <laughs> you know, like, why do I have to buy new saws every stinking year? And you can only store four saws. Yep. That's you can it. store as much as you want of everything else, but saws, saws, no, you may not have more than four. Nope. Young man. Why? My son asked me. I don't know. So, you know, again, those are the kind of things I'm talking about that are a little wonky, like... Whereas Hospital Connect all kind of made sense to me, this game definitely is one of those games that has some rules that are there because they're the rules. And so you have to kind of, you got to be willing to roll with that. There's not a lot of it, but there is some there, and so I think it's definitely worth mentioning. Um, this is the game that has the expansion in the box. Um, it has the joinery expansion, which is really cool yeah, that was uh, because fun. that opens up um, different buildings that you can acquire that are going to give you different abilities and benefits. And they're free. Yeah, they're free, which is nice. Free is always good, especially in this game. Yeah, God, knows you can't ever freaking. <laughs> anyway so yeah um that's really cool um enjoy those you also have these joiners that you can hire you have to feed them which is a bit of a bummer but they do provide you with income yep which is very very uh important in this game especially early on when you're struggling for money um and then they have the ability to uh, sell wood if you give them good quality wood Um, and they have to be different types of wood. So one would have to have a a milled piece of firewood, one would have to have a milled piece of softwood, and one would have to have a milled piece of hardwood. But at the very end of the game, you get to sell those for uh, bonus uh, money of uh, $3 a piece, right? So really, really important in a game where money wins because, you know, 9 bucks. Uh, geez, that's, that's a lot of money in this game. So, uh, but you have to invest then the food to feed them. And so depending on your needs for food, uh, and, uh, heating each year, you may or may not decide that those joiners are worth it. You know, like my strategy going into it was, I'm not even going to think about hiring joiners the whole first year, because I don't want to have to worry about feeding these clowns During the first year when I'm struggling with money, when I have more money coming in the second year and I can afford to buy food, then I'll get the joiners in. I'll work on drying wood now in the first year so that when I get the joiners, I can immediately give them their wood. But um, I want to hold off. I don't want to have to feed them in the first year because trying to feed an extra three mouths is going to be difficult. So Lloyd, on the other hand, was going for the joiners right away. And so, because he was using them, right, for income. Right? right, exactly. For for getting money. So it's like, okay. That so was Poe. You were Poe, you know. But, like, I remember uh, the the first game I played with Lloyd, uh, with this expansion, he shipped uh, his wood river, He had, like, a dollar. And I was just thinking to myself, and I even said to you at one point, Lloyd, I was just like, well, you're going to be kind of stuck next round because you have no money. You can't hire anybody. You can't. And then he's like, oh, well, my two joiners give me $2. I'm like, <laughs> like, ah, okay. Ah. Alright, so he's got a little income coming from the joiners, and he'll have money um, you know, coming in down the river next turn, because when you float wood down the river, you have to wait until the following season for it to arrive, kind of a thing. So, lots of planning. I would say the heart of this game is planning. If you're into logistics and planning, okay this is the game for you, okay? I, I, I can't stress that enough. If you don't mind a little bit of <clears throat> wonkiness in some of the rules, uh, but you love long-range planning, boy, this game is going to be a winner for you. And because it contains that expansion, you're going to get even more variety and more opportunities to try interesting strategies uh, like the ones that we've been discussing. So, uh, again, you know, it sounds like I'm uh, sort of a broken record here, but I really do like this game. Um, this is you know, another one that um, I think is, is a real winner. And I'm happy that Capstone is bringing these games over um, because you know, these are games that might not have gotten sort of the attention um, that really they might have gotten without the distribution, the wider distribution that Capstone has given them uh, here in the U.S. and, and uh, elsewhere. Uh, also, I should mention that uh, Lignum was designed by uh, Alexander uh, Humer. And the artist is Christoph Klaassen. So uh, this is just a a wonderful reprint of a difficult-to-find first edition. I had the first edition, which, of course, I got from... Game Surplus? Game Surplus. They're the only people that I could find that had it. So, gamesurplus.com, I had the first edition, but then when the second edition came out with the double-sided board for the joinery expansion included in the box, I was like, okay, I gotta get that. So, uh, definitely something that uh, I think is going to be pleasing to gamers who like long-range planning and like that sort of uh, juggling and coordinating all of the complex logistics. What are your thoughts about this one, Lloyd?
1: I really enjoyed this game too. I think people... uh, should kind of realize that unlike um, the first one we were talking about, Mm -hmm. Hospital Connect, Connect, uh, this one has two different kind of segments. You've got this portion of the game where the turns are really fast as you're going around the board and you're basically collecting stuff. Mm -hmm. Then when it gets to the point where everybody starts to cut down their trees, well, now everybody's kind of focused back onto their own personal board and like, okay, do I have to do this with the loggers at this point? Oh, I didn't hire loggers. Okay. So now I'm just kind of sitting and waiting until the rest of the table maybe does their their, their logger portion. So there is a little bit of potential in the second part of each phase mm-hmm. where there might be just a slight bit of downtime if you didn't get what you needed to be able to enact your plan for that particular season. The other cool thing is when you get to winter time, you're one dude by himself. Yeah, kind of just everything. he does everything. He jack of all trees. And it's funny because he can take like what two pieces of lumber on a sled, right, right. or something like He's got that. A sled, yeah. And then he can saw himself by himself, but he can only saw maybe once or twice. Right.
0: It reminds me of that like what, what's what's that show on like the History Channel? It's like Mountain Men, you know? Yeah, it's something like, like that. Crazy like... old dudes living in the middle of nowhere a giant beard down to his gut, you know. He's like talking about going, catching some beaver, and hunting some bobcat, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really does have that feel, right? Because it's like this is the dude now. There's no one to hire. The season is over. You're not cutting down trees really in the middle of winter. So, you know, he goes off into the woods himself and pulls some stuff and uh, transports some stuff on his sledge and then, you know, mills it himself over the winter. But, yeah, it's just your dude. It's your
1: dude, yeah. So, this one can have just a little bit of downtime in it. That's true. But as you're walking around that board and deciding whether you're going to jump ahead or not, those turns are so quick because you take your dude, you go to the spot that you want, you take what's there, and it's the next person's turn.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, this is definitely one that's, uh, you know, is is got all that replayability, all those options, really enjoyable. So, Uh, That's our review, and those are our thoughts about Lignum, second edition published by Capstone Games. Well, that's about all the time we have for this episode of Quick Looks. This has been episode number 29, recorded on Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2017. As always, I want to thank my co-host for Quick Looks, uh, Lloyd Keller, for stopping by. Thanks, Lloyd. Oh, I'm glad to be here, especially, you know, in the car. Yeah, yeah. Car casting, I think, went pretty well. It Uh, did. There was uh, somebody who drove up right at the end of our uh, episode of Liglamare. Perhaps you heard the vroom vroom. Uh, But, you know, that's that's all good. Uh, I'm proud of... uh, what we're able to accomplish in our car casting. Uh, I'm hoping that that crow that was flying overhead uh, maybe made it on there because winter is coming, right? Winter is coming. I am definitely in my Game of Thrones mood. So uh, (laughs) I want to say thanks to Lloyd uh, for agreeing to do a little car casting for me at the last second here. Thanks all of you out there for listening. If you are intrigued about either of these titles, please go and check out gamesurplus.com. They have these titles in stock. They have them at a great price. They'll get them shipped to you super fast, as always, and very carefully packed, as always. Look for the newest, greatest uh, when Essen comes around from um, GameStar Plus as well. Uh, Carmen is going to be heading back, I believe, to Essen again to scout out all of the new games. Um, he's going to be bringing some back. So uh, definitely put GameStarPlus.com into your bookmarks. Mark it as a favorite. Go back and check often. Uh, to see what they really specialize in, which is all of the great imports that are so hard to find. Uh, the Lignum First Edition for is just one example uh, of a game that I was able to get at Game Surplus long before I could get it anywhere else. So uh, I want to say thanks to them for their continued support of The Long View and Quick Looks, and thanks to all of you out there for listening.